0: Praise the Lord everyone.
1: Praise the Lord.
0: Praise the Lord. So good to be here tonight and to see all of you looking forward to what God is going to do tonight. Yes, uh, and before we get started, I just I felt we needed to start this service off tonight with a a couple of testimonies. So I would uh, I would like I would like my my mom to testify. Sister Mom, If you will just stand, testify, let everybody know what this day is. Amen. Yeah. Hey, I remember, I remember hearing the story uh, from my stepdad when he was telling me this uh, from from his point of view. He said uh, the only thing that he didn't get to see was her face straighten up, because her face had drawn on one side like a, like what happens to people who've had a stroke. And uh, and I, from what he said, the missionary come back and said everybody it was a shouting service, and he come back and said, well, you might as well shout with the rest of them. And prayed for, her. and then she took off running around the church. And he said that's the only thing he didn't get to see when she came back was her face straight, because by the time she came back, her face was straightened. And he said he knew at that point that he had been by the hand of God working, and it changed his life, because at this point, he had been going to churches, but he had just been sitting there. Um, he'd been baptized. He, uh, he'd he been given Bible studies, um, but he he didn't think that this was any different than what he grew up around until he saw the miraculous, and it opened his eyes, and I think it was like two months, he began praying for the Holy Ghost, and, and just going up to the altar and praying and praying and praying, and finally God filled him, and uh, what, a, what a mighty God we serve. He is able to do the miraculous even here tonight. Amen. We got another testimony. Sister Shayla, why don't you stand and testify? Come on, why don't we worship the Lord? Why don't we lift our voice and thank him for what he... Ah, he's great and mighty. He's a miracle-working God. He has the answer for your need. Ah, uh, He operates in the miraculous. He's good. He's good. He's faithful. He's wonderful. He'll touch your life. He'll touch your mind. He'll touch your body. That is who He is. Let's lift our voice. There ought to be a roar in this place. Uh, I believe that there is an increase of faith in this house. And tonight somebody can experience the miraculous touch from heaven. Uh, by the authority of the Word of God and by the power that is in the name of Jesus, I release the gift of faith in this house. I release the working of miracles in this house. I release the gifts of healing in this house. I release in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. What do we end our fast month? medical mystery I tell you it's no mystery for us because we still believe he's an on time God we still believe that he's the great physician we still believe that he can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think According to the power that's working in us. Woo. I just wanna I just wanna spend some time in this moment. And we're gonna worship the Lord. We're gonna spend some time worshiping Him. And whatever you're in need of, if you just lift your voice, lift your voice. Remember what Brother Bourne said when he when he came through and visited. He said, if we would be willing to get radical in our praise. If we'll get radical in our praise, the Lord will get radical about our need. The best way that we can end this month tonight is given everything that we have. Not withholding but give him all the praise give him all the thanksgiving give him all the give him all your gratitude and all your adoration and let him do a work in your life today let him transform your heart your mind today ah yes god yes god uh, before we get started let's let's all repent together let's just let's just Let's just clear the air. In your own words, why don't you ask God to forgive you for whatever it is that's in your heart, in your mind right now. God, I praise you. I thank you, Lord. I'm asking for your forgiveness tonight. I'm asking that you'd cleanse, that you would forgive, that you would purge, God. Everything that's unprofitable for your kingdom, Lord, I'm asking for for you to purge. I'm asking for you to forgive, God. Forgive me for any wasted moment and wasted opportunities. Forgive me for complacency. Forgive me for apathy. Forgive me for unbelief, God. Forgive me for doubt. Forgive me for the things, uh, for the things that I don't know that I've done. Oh God, but that you would search and reveal this night. Search and reveal this night and show us tonight the contents of our heart. That we would turn away from whatever it is that you show us in this place, in this house. God, we're asking for your faithfulness to meet us and forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now we're going to give you an opportunity to give us unto the Lord, but why don't you give your praise tonight? Give your praise. Give your praise. Give your worship. Give your adoration to the Lord.
1: You deserve the glory and the honor Our hands in worship as we magnify your name, Lord. You deserve the glory Hallelujah. and the honor. Yeah. We lift our hands in worship as we magnify.
0: praise Him. Why don't we thank Him for His faithfulness? Even when we're not faithful, He's faithful. And He's worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our praise, Lord. Hallelujah. through every season. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Never changing. Never ending. Never losing power. The Almighty God has His eye on us. He watches. He waits. And He moves in at the right time. And he never fails. And his word will never return void. It will always accomplish what it was intended to accomplish. And that is who we serve tonight. It's the God that we serve. Amen. Y'all may be seated just for a moment here. I have asked Brother Thomas Shepherd to minister tonight and i'm i'm thankful for what the lord has been doing in his life and not just his life but in his family who are here with him and it was a it was an amazing report last year and when when you called me and i thought you just were calling me to talk that's what it sounded like. Like, okay, let's talk. And then he told me that he prayed back through. And I was just like, <laughs> I remember it. And then ever, ever, ever since that he told me that, he has been going after the Lord, showing up on prayer meeting, driving all the way to come here to pray when he can. And, uh, Coming here early on Sunday and praying. And then just the conversations that we've had, I know the Lord is restoring him one day at a time. And I'm thankful to have been waiting for this moment. We've been, gu- we guarded this moment last year, we were protecting this moment. Because even before that, he was, y'all know, he was coming after working all night to be with his family. Maybe didn't quite acknowledge everything that the Lord was dealing with him about at the time, but but at the right time, the Lord came to him when he let his guard down, and the Lord ministered to him, and his life has been changed, and it's it's been an encouragement. I know to the brethren. I know it's been an encouragement to this church. We believe we believe in restoration. We believe that when God restores someone, that He doesn't He doesn't withhold. He gives them everything they walked away from, Amen. And uh, and we believe that God is going to continue to uh, put the pieces back together, and continue to do what He has started, the good work that He started. He said He'd finish it. Amen. We're seeing it. Amen. So, why don't we welcome Brother Thomas as he comes and ministers over the Lord? Give him a hand clap of appreciation. I bless you, brother. Bless you. Praise the Lord.
2: So it's been seven years. So, forgive me if I mess up. The Lord's good to us. The miraculous is happening, and that's what's supposed to happen in the church. If we ain't having that, then something's going wrong. We need to have a biblical move of God. And if we ain't got that, then we ain't got the right thing. So, if you will, I'll just get into uh, Psalms chapter 91. In verse 1, brother... Brother Pearson mentioned it first thing on Sunday. Like, it was just right in Sunday night. I was like, I already had that, man. What you doing? Trying to steal that from me? (laughs) Forgive me. I should be wearing glasses just like my brother
1: is.
2: (laughs) He's got glasses on. I need some, too. Uh, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of of the Almighty, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust, you may be seated, so for a little bit, I I want to talk on the subject, I titled it a walk to remember, because everybody, everybody has a journey, everybody has a place that they're going for God. But for a little bit, I just want to talk on this subject. Uh, I'm going to tell a story, and I'll try to do it as good as I can. I'm not a good storyteller. Uh, I know in Lexington, Brother McGraw, he tells stories, and kind of you could just see it in your mind. Well, if you see it in your mind by me telling it, it might be a comedy story that you're seeing, all right? <laughs> and I, that's all right. A laugh is good, too. Uh but I can picture on a certain day uh, a ram just walking around, eating what it eats, and is like, you know what, this day, I just want to go up to the top of the mountain and just chill out and eat some of the good food up there. And, you know, so he goes up, he climbs up this mountain, and he begins to eat uh, in the in between the bushes and the branches and everything. And he's just chilling, just having a good time, eating, just, and he hears some noise, and I don't know if y'all ever been around goats, I don't know if ram's the same thing as a goat, but goats are nosy, You, you ever, you ever been to a petting zoo, and them things are like, what's up, you know what you're doing, and their big old eyes just staring at you, and so I could picture the ram just being a little nosy, going, what are they doing over there, you know, and so they walk on over, he walks over and looks a little bit, and then he gets his horn stuck on a branch, and he's trying to get out of this situation, and he sees that there's a man over there with a knife, and he's like, oh, I need to get out of here, and he's shaking his horn, and he can't get out, but what he did not know is that day God orchestrated him to go up on the mountain. And God wanted him to eat of the fruit up there on that mountain. And earlier that day, there came a man with his son, Abraham. He's like, I've got to go up here and make a sacrifice. And Isaac comes with him, and they got their fire, they got their wood, and on top of the mountain... He says they build this altar, and Isaac's there. Where's the sacrifice, son? God's gonna provide a sacrifice, and so he lays him down. Get ready to sacrifice him. He pulls out his knife, ready to just. He wasn't. He wasn't like me. Okay, I'm like questioning God the whole way up. Why, Lord? I Where's where's the goat? Where's the rat? Where's the sheep at? Well, I you know, I thought you was going to take care of this situation. And you know, we do this in our life. We try to plan everything that God's going to do. God's got a God's got a path for each and every one of us, but It's not for us to figure it out. We try to place everything in order. We try to go, man, God's called me to the ministry or God's called me to do this. And so I just start practicing, just start trying to figure out how to do it on my own. And so if if I was Abraham, I would have been like a little bit slower up the hill, a little little hesitation, been listening to any kind of crack on a mountain, trying to say, where, where is it? Abraham didn't even hear the ram. And the angel said, stop. And he looks up, and there's that ram going, shaking his head, trying to get loose. But the whole time, Abraham was walking up the mountain, knowing God's going to provide a sacrifice. He didn't know on the other side of that mountain, there was a ram walking up to eat of that food there up in that mountain. And and so then he took him, and he, he, he... took his son away and stopped right there and grabbed the ram for the sacrifice. But, you know, God wasn't even concerned about that sacrifice. God was worried about the obedience that Abraham had. And then at that moment is when he said, your seed, everyone's going to be blessed from you and this is going to happen. And he had that moment. He had that walk that he remembered. That was the walk that he had to come before the face of God. He had to come and say, okay, Lord, if I'm going to be obedient to your word, if I'm going to be obedient to what you say, I will do this because you'll raise him up if I have to. And so if you think about Moses, he went up. and and the second time to get the tablets. And he went up, and God moved upon him. He prayed in Exodus chapter 10, verse uh, 2 and 3. Exodus 10, verse 2 and 3. Oh, okay. And that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son... In whom the Son, the Son's Son, what things have wrought in Egypt, these signs which have done among you, that ye may know that I am the Lord. Verse 3. And Moses and Aaron came up. I'm reading the wrong scripture. I t- I wrote the wrong scripture. I'm sorry. Anyways, where I'm talking about God, it's I think it's 20, uh, 36, but... I could be wrong. He's going up the mountain, and he said, "God said to go up this mountain alone. Make sure nobody's feeding. Make sure nobody's around. I want you to go up to this mountain alone." And so he goes there, and while he's there with God, and God's revealing to the commandments, He's teaching you the commandments. But when he comes back down that mountain, he was shining. There was a presence on him that God put on him, and and they was even it was so. Different that even the people were scared to even come to him because he'd been in the presence of God. There's that place that God didn't want him to go with anybody else. God just had him to go there by himself. There's there's experiences that we have to go all by ourselves. Me and my wife are together, but both of us are on a different journey, but to the same God. We're on a different journey to be used by God. We have to get to a point that we walk alone to the presence of God. So, so in our walk with God, we try to figure it out. We try to plan it out. We try to perfect everything we can. But until... We find that place with the King until that secret place of the Almighty, until we get there by ourselves, I, I know we're in unity in the body of Christ, but on our journey to be used of God in the miraculous, in the, in the level that we need to be, we've got to go alone. It's not the will of God for us to preach messages and nothing ever happen. It's not the will of God to sing songs and no anointing fall. It's not the will of God that our Sunday schools never people get the Holy Ghost. It's the will of God that every time we speak, every time we do something, the Holy Ghost will fall and move. We've got to get a desire that says, I want to find that secret place in my life. I'll use a couple stories of my life because that's the ones I know best. So when I first got in church 20 years ago, and I felt like a call to the ministry, I went to my pastor. My pastor said, "Well, why don't you uh, teach Sunday school class?" I was like, "Yeah, that's that sounds fine. That'd be no problem." I get up there, and you got to understand, I came from a background of drugs and partying and and doing all these things, so. I thought for sure eight-year-old kids wasn't going to, I'd be able to handle them. Different story than I thought. I went up there, and I was like, yeah, this gonna be good. I'm going to teach something. And I started to teach. Within two minutes, they already lost doing all kinds of things. I was like, what is going on? Y'all need to calm down, listen. You know, and so I'm trying to get them straight. I, he might not already let me go up there by myself because... <laughs> There was a couple times I told them all to shut up. Uh, he, uh, my friend Anthony was with me. He's like, man, after church, after church he goes, you might not, oh, my bad, he, you, might not, you, you might not are to uh, tell them all to shut up anymore. I was like, man, I don't know. I, I, they was just, I, I, I know, I got to work on that. And so for several weeks. I started wondering if I even had to call to preach. I was like, these 8-year-old kids are killing me, you know? Uh, so <laughs> it could be a challenge. So so I prayed and I was seeking God and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And there's 8 of them in this class and 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 they's all young men and and so I bought them all a Bible, put an initial on it. Their, I mean their their name on it and through every one of their Bibles. I took a marker and put in the front a color, and I said, this is the oneness of God. And went all the way through the Bible, and each one of them, there's eight Bibles, and then baptism, and, and Holy Ghost, and all this. I did, I did the doctrine in there just so that they'd have a Bible that's personal to them, and if they wanted to teach a Bible study, they could just look at this and go through and do a Bible study. And so I was just like, you know, what 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 can I do to help them? And, you know, just me giving them them Bibles changed them I was shocked it was the will of God because they was quiet in Sunday school class I preached to them like I was preaching to the congregation I'm telling you I was up there preaching and one day they begin to weep and cry and we prayed we prayed two through to the Holy Ghost in Sunday school class because God was just using a vessel they said there has to be something that's greater than this and so I begin to speak to them kids. And them kids, man, they pray every, almost every Sunday. They was praying in the Sunday school class, weeping and crying. And, and God was moving. Why? Because there was somebody that was willing to find a secret place to touch their lives. If you're a Sunday school teacher, it's the will of God that the children feel the presence of God. If, you, if they don't, then work on the power of God. Because let me tell you something. When we become close to God and we get to the place before the king, he will stamp his approval on you. See, I'm called to preach. I'm called to reach the lost. And I don't necessarily even know if I'm called to preach to congregations. I'm called to preach to the lost. And I'll do it however I have to do it to reach them. But if I just do it on my own. See, there's a possibility that you could be a good preacher without ever getting a hold of God. I could study, I could study how to preach, I could do all this. You could become a good Sunday school teacher and people could say, "Wow, that's the best Sunday school teacher I've ever seen. Wow, that that guy, he's the best speaker I could ever see." But what if they look at you and say, "Wow, in Sunday school class, that teacher's anointed of God. What what about that preacher? They don't go, "Oh, he's a good preacher. Wow, I've seen him preach in the power of God." fail? What is it that is in your life? And I'm not talking about just being a preacher. And I'm not just talking about being a singer. I'm talking about finding God in your life, in your journey, in your purpose, in having God just put his anointing on you that everywhere you go, that they go, wow, there's something powerful. There's something anointed about that person that I don't know what it is. You can walk into your school with the approval and the stamp of God. And people go, wow, what do you have? What do you have that I want? Because there has to be something that we get a hold of in this. This ain't just church. This ain't just some place that we come to. And we just gather together in a building. And it's a social club. This ain't a social club. I don't want to be part of a social club. I want to be part of God's body. I want to be part of something that touches the lost, it reaches the weak, it touches the sick, it heals the sick because God is able to move upon each and every one of us if we would just get a hold of God. We struggle. We struggle with our own life problems. We struggle with everything around us. And we forget the lost. We forget the dying. We forget the people that needs God to wake them up and say, I need more. I need more in my life. can never find this place without walking the journey alone. We cannot ever find this place that we're anointed and feeling the power of God without taking a journey that may not be what you want to take, may not be feeling right, may hurt you. Just like Sister Shayla, I'm sure you didn't want to go through everything you went through. But God put His anointing on you. God's touched you. Why? Because it's your journey that you had to bear alone. There's no reason... That kids don't receive the Holy Ghost oh, in schools. There's no reason that in Walmart people ain't getting healed by the power of God. If we got what we say we got, then we need to believe what we got. I'm tired of just talking about revival. I'm tired of talking about things. I've done it all my life. 20 years, I was preaching overseas for 10 of them, trying to reach the lost, trying to see what God would do. I've seen people healed. I've seen people touched. But I'm telling you, There's a place with God that's greater than I've ever been. There's a place with God that He stamps His approval on us. And the anointing of God runs through us every place we go, every service we speak at, every person we talk to about the power of God. There should be anointing that rests with us. I'm sure Abraham didn't want to walk that walk. I'm sure Moses didn't want to walk that walk. I'm sure Paul didn't want to walk that walk when he was blinded. I'm sure he didn't feel great about that moment. But there was a touch and there was a moment that they had to have with God. We're no different. We have that time. They're no better than us. We got the power of God living in us. Oh, there's so many things and stories I could tell I'll tell a story of in Ravenna there was, there was I was at a friend's house in Ravenna and he had his niece and nephew over and they was running around playing goofing off but the little girl she stuttered real bad she really, you could really hardly understand her because she would just stutter real bad. And I remember asking him, I asked him, you know, does she stutter all the time? And he's like, yeah, it's all the time. And I I was just like, I felt the compassion of God and the mercy of God. And I, I said, well, why don't you just get her to come in here and let us pray for her. And so she came in. And I know you think stuttering is not a big deal, but man, going through life with stuttering real bad would be horrible. And so she comes in and we pray for her. And she goes about her way and we wasn't thinking nothing about it. And then we just hear her in there just rambling on, talking without no stutter. And and then a week later I called him and asked, said, Hey, is Is she still not stuttering? He goes, no, she don't stutter anymore. It's gone. And that's what God wants to do. We've got to somehow get a hold of compassion for people. We've got to somehow get a hold of something that says, I want more. If we would stand in the shadow of the Almighty, we will find that. Jesus, He walked that walk. Let this cup pass from me. He prayed it three times. But the apostles was like, I'm going to pray with you. But they just couldn't stay awake. And Jesus would pray, let this cup pass from me. That flesh felt fear of, of, of dying, that facing the consequence of what he was going to have to face. Let this cup pass from me. And then he woke up the apostles and said, It's time. And he walked that walk alone. Don't be afraid of your journey. Because your journey is headed toward the king. Your journey is going to bring you face to face with the king. When you sing... Don't sing just to sing. Sing to let God flow through you. When you speak, don't speak just to speak. Speak for God flow through you. Find that place that God stamps your life. Cry out to God until he hears. Hebrews chapter 4 and 16 Hopefully I wrote this one right. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. There has to be something that we come into the throne of grace boldly and say, God, I need your anointing. I need your touch in my life. I need you to take me to a different place. I'm tired of just being the same teacher. (coughs) I'm tired of just being the same... Preacher, I'm tired of just being the same singer. I want your anointing to flow through me. I'm tired of just being that kid just going to school and people not being touched. I want your anointing to flow through me. Please, Lord, give me your approval. Let your stamp be upon me that when people see me, they see your anointing. They see your love. They see your passion. They see your authority in your life. Oh, God, help me. Help me to become greater in you. Help me to make your words be my words, oh, God. We have to cry out to God until something changes. sister if you could play a song we need that audience before the king this will be your walk that you gotta do alone there's no set standard there's no you do this step and then this step you're there no, for every one of us, it's a different path. But when you reach that place, your life will be changed forever. It won't be another Sunday school class the same old. It won't be another walking to the school the same way. It won't be another going to the job the same way you was. It's going to be a changed person. We got the Holy Ghost. We should be happy and we should be different and we should be powerful. But you know what? God's got another place in His kingdom. He's got another place in a secret place that we can get to that the anointing flows through each and every one of you. It's for the young. It's for the old. It's for everyone. You're not too old that you can't be used of God. You're not too young that you can't be used of God. We've got to get God and when that king declares you his son he declares you the one that he sent out you can forget saying oh look at brother Thomas preaching you can say, look at what God's going doing through Brother Donald. Because it's not your ability. We've got to get a hold of God. I'll tell this last story. I don't know, it's maybe some of y'all know Brother Rick Roberts. But me and him, when I first got in church, decided to do a twenty-one day fast together. And there was a in Hopkinsville, they had an art conference, and so on the last day of the art conference, I mean the first day of the art conference, we was going to break the fast and go to the conference, and so we got up here a day early. And we just sat in the hotel room for a whole day and prayed and sought God and asked God to move in our life and ask God to change our ministry and and do all these things. And I never forget God just pouring out His Spirit in that hotel room. And I never forget seeing the mission field and feeling the burden for mission. I'll never forget that feeling of the anointing of God that he wanted to put in my life. And we went to the conference. We did a lot of things, but I never forgot that night. I met my wife. We ended up going overseas. We ended up doing the will of God and doing the things of God. I may have got distracted. I may have went far away from God, but there's something that I never forgot, that He's real. I never forgot that He has power. I never forgot who He was. I just didn't understand. I fell away because I just didn't understand. I say we have power and we wasn't demonstrating it I say I had the Holy Ghost and power I had the truth and I was seeing things happening but not like we should see happen because if God is all powerful there shouldn't be sick, sick there shouldn't be people who come to church and say I need prayer today and God don't move in their prayer I know it sounds foreign and it sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, there's if we got what we say we have, we should have demonstration in our ministry. Even if it's just greeting people at the door shaking their hand they should feel the power of God through that handshake you know why because if that's what God called you to do you seek God to be the best at it and the most anointed at it that you can be you don't hold back and say well this is better than this gift or this calling is better than this calling I'm telling you we're all doing the will of God we all stand in a line that's just equal if we're doing what. God wants us to do, then you're just as good as what the preacher's doing or what the evangelist is doing. You're doing what the will of God is. We've got to be in His will. We've got to be in His purpose with His stamp of approval. So if you stand, Brother David...
0: Lift your hands right now. The Lord is going to move. The Lord is going to move in this house. The word came to me while you was finishing up here, brother. Genesis chapter 32 says, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. When he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. What needs to happen in this moment, there needs to be somebody to respond to the word of the Lord and come up to the front here as jacob wrestled with the lord what we need to do is wrestle with the word that god has delivered until he changes is until he changes our name until he changes your name until you say, I will not let go until you bless me. I will not let go until you bless me. Is there anybody in here that's willing to come to the Lord and say, God, I'm willing to enter into this place where I wrestle until you change my name? But listen, you'll walk different after He changes your name. You'll walk different after He touches your life. You'll walk different after you wrestle with the Lord and prevail. I'm going to wrestle with God until my change comes. That's it. Listen, I want you to you spend a few moments on your knees. Uh, But when you, when you cry out to him, I want you to stand to your feet and look at the Lord as looking at him in his face because that's what the Lord wants to do. He wants to, he wants to stand you up so he can look at you and you can look at him. Oh, I'm going to see the face of my king tonight. I'm going to see the face of my king in this situation that I'm in. And when I get done wrestling, oh, I will look him in his face. I will see him. Don't, head, don't hang your head in shame. The Lord wants to pour out His goodness and His favor. So why don't you look at Him and let the light of His countenance shine on your face tonight.
1: Go until you bless me. I want
0: more of you, God. Come on, wrestle with the Lord. I want more of you, wrestle with your calling.
1: Contain, wrestle
0: with the burden. I want
1: more of you,
0: I want more wrestle with your sacrifice. Come on, somebody's getting their tenacity back. Uh, You're receiving the strength of the Lord right now. Here am I again, Jesus. I need you. And I'm willing, I'm willing to stay put until you bless me I'm going to follow you until you bless me I'm going to chase after you until I enter into that secret place where you begin to reveal mysteries yes
1: yes huh.
0: Sisters. Sister Shayla, you said it. You said, I, I kept coming back up there and praying. And you know what? The Lord, He's seen, he seen you willing to wrestle with what has been handed to you. And you wrestled with it and prevailed. And the Lord performed the miraculous because you kept coming back. Let me encourage somebody in this place tonight. Uh, maybe it hasn't happened for you yet, but don't give up. Don't lose heart. You, you get back up and you come back down and you lift your hands up and you say, God, I am going to keep coming and I am going to keep asking and I am going to keep knocking and I am going to wait. I'm gonna wait for that door. I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna stand still, and I'm gonna stand in this place of your presence and wait until my change comes. Wait until my healing comes. Wait until my victory comes. I know this is the last. This is the last night of the fast. But what I don't want to happen is for us to kind of go back into a place where we, we become complacent and we, we drown in apathy and we go back to a place where we're just living the bare minimum. I believe this month we have scratched the surface. The, we've scratched the surface of greater things. And the few things that we've seen and heard God do, in this, in this month should be multiplied in the third month and then in the sixth month and we ought to see things increase throughout this year if we're really living for greater things there ought to be increase every month we ought to see something special every month every month that we're pushing through this wasn't just a fast month this is a fast life and we got to get into the lane and say God I'm going to stay here in my place of sacrifice until I see what you are able to do. He, if we can quote, He is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think we ought to get understanding of that Scripture. If He can do anything beyond our ability to imagine it, he said, it will be through the power that works in you. The power working in you is the same power to do the impossible. I'm believing for blinded eyes to be open. I'm believing for deaf ears to be unstopped. I'm believing for the dead to rise. I'm believing for cancers to fall off and tumors to fall off. I'm believing, God, for things that he said he would do if his people would believe. And we are wrestling with God so we can believe. So we can see his power and not our limitations. I want to see his power and not my limitations. I can't do anything. None of us can do anything. All together, none of us could do one thing. But through the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God, we will see, we will see the impossible. Now, we're not chasing signs. We're not chasing miracles. We're positioning our life so miracles will follow. So the miraculous will follow. So, so he can confirm his word with signs following. And we're going to get out of our flesh. And get into our faith. And walk that road. Even if it's by ourself. Because we're, we're not by ourselves. You, you might be alone in your journey, but when you are alone with God, you are not alone. Take this world. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. He's the one that's going to sustain me. He's the one that's going to help me. He's the one that's going to save me. Brother, I appreciate the word of the Lord tonight. I believe that we have heard from God. And I believe... I believe that we are still going to see greater things we're still going to see increase spiritual increase numerical increase there's going to be increase because when you listen when we get alone with the lord and we follow him and we wrestle with him and we stay we stay in pursuit of him the blessings of his riches will overflow in our life you believe that tonight We've heard a couple testimonies here tonight but you know what I believe I believe in a short short time we're going to hear more testimonies. In fact, I want you to be thinking about I want you to be thinking about a testimony of what God has done in this season of fasting and prayer in your life. And I want you to be ready just because we're going to just call on you. Just have a few here and there. Testify about what the Lord is doing, and how He's moving and operating in His in His church. This is His church, we're His people, and He's for us. If God be for us, there's nothing that can stand in the way. I love and appreciate you, and I know that you, I know that you want everything that God has available, and so I encourage you to keep fighting keep pushing keep marching keep praying keep facing your doubts and fears keep facing your weakness because when you real, when you recognize you are weak you will find his strength god bless you all I want you to shake hands be friendly keep fighting the good fight of faith and we're going to come back to church on Sunday and give God praise for keeping us, for helping us, for showing up. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed in Jesus' name.
1: Oh, yes, we are having a bake sale on Sunday after church. And you're going to want to hang out Sunday after church anyway because are we, are we saying anything about that or not? Well, but you're, you just want to hang out and buy some baked goods, okay? We're raising money for the young people, KYC, okay? So come. You've, if you fasted sugar this month, you're ready, right? You're ready. You're ready for this. So come with, with your cash in hand and, and buy some stuff.